Hey guys, it's your boy, Johnny here. This is my one and only podcast episode. As you know from the description of this podcast channel, this is actually meant for a college project in my history class. But if you stumble in here or somehow find your way to this podcast channel without knowing that, I mean anybody outside of my college class, I hope you enjoy your stay. And I hope you're educated about what I'm going to be talking about. But before I start, this is going to just be a solo podcast episode, so nobody else is going to be talking besides me. And all sources and information I'll be referring to throughout this episode will be in the link in the description of my channel above this episode. And without further ado, let's get right into this podcast episode about racism towards African Americans. Again, I hope you enjoy. Sit back, relax, grab some water. And hope you enjoy the tuning. down to the problems that the United States faces, one of its biggest problems is racism. You know, let me go ahead and just say this right now. Anyone can be racist towards anybody. There is no one you can't be racist to. The way I think, I I just like to think of a neutral mindset. I don't want to be one side on on everything. Um, I like to see both sides of the spectrum and just see where I can go from there. Racism, for example, you know, I'm pretty neutral. I'd rather not talk about it too much. But this podcast episode is going to make me kind of go out of my comfort zone a little bit. Because I don't usually like talking about this topic. And, uh, hey, I hope this is kind of rewarding because I'm going out of my comfort zone for this. And that was just my opinion alone. And, unfortunately, people in my generation do not get this memo that I'm talking about. And... You know, I'm not going to go out of my way just to say, oh, you know, everyone in this generation is just so not smart, they're not educated, yada, yada, yada. You know, there is a minority of people that kind of think like me, and, you know, I'm glad. But let's be honest, it is a majority of people who don't think like I do, and that's okay. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions, and everybody's entitled to their own way of thought. And um, while I'm on that kind of topic... No one just gets a free pass to be racist towards anybody because of their skin color. I mean, heck, that's just messed up, man. And it makes you look weird for doing that. Like, come on, guys, we're the future. Let's try to make a racism-free future. And, you know, thinking back on that, while we have seen racism over the past few decades, no race has experienced the worst of the worst kind of racism towards them besides black people people, aka African Americans is what they're kind of referred to on uh, surveys and stuff like that, so I'm just going to refer to them as African Americans if you guys don't mind. They have been through so much to get to where they are today, and they have been bullied, they have been discriminated against, and there's worse things that have happened to them. And while I'm on that thought, I would like to dedicate this time to give my condolences to the victims' families who lost their loved ones in the Buffalo shooting that happened this past Saturday. 
And I'm just going to be honest, I'm from the bottom of my heart, I am very sorry for the losses. I am very sorry that this happened. I mean, I'm just going to be honest that I hope the shooter, whoever committed this, hope I hope he gets what he deserves. I mean, this is just still a little touchy subject to me right now because, uh, you know, hate crimes like this just really get on my freaking nerves. And um, overall, I mean, this is just a very messed up thing to think. I mean, to think that your race is just going extinct. It's like, no, dude, we're getting more equality like we deserve. No such thing as cleansing a race or whatever, or removing a race. Like, that. that's just not a good way of thinking. I mean, we don't want to regress to how we were. We want to advance as a society. So anyways, after that little rant, um... Let's travel back in time a little bit before we start focusing on our future here. Say a couple hundred of decades to a time when being racist against a certain race seemed like a social norm amongst white people. And yeah, I'm white, I could say that. Along with forcing a certain race to do their deeds and to work very exhausting labor along with that race being treated like trash by the other. You might have guessed slavery, and you know what? You're right. Congratulations. The history towards African Americans began during slavery in 1619 when the first Africans arrived in Virginia. Ever since 1619, slavery had been getting a lot of attention by other people. And those kind of people have started to use the same practice of slavery as the Europeans who began this practice. And I can't even begin to go into the numbers and statistics of how many people owned slaves because there was so many slave owners and there was just so many people being owned and there were so many people being enslaved. And while we travel further into time ahead to 1724, by that time I'm pretty sure people, I mean <clears throat> white people, have adjusted to the life of being slave owners and have gotten used to that life. And, you know, I'm pretty sure um, they have kids and taught them the exact same practice of slavery. And this, you know, this uh, little cycle continued since 1619. But around that time of 1724, there was some new code noir, or better known as the slave code, which came up in Louisiana, that had the purpose of regulating relationships between slaves and colonists. This was introduced and remained in place until the United States took possession of Louisiana in 1803. There were 54 code articles that related, or excuse me, that regulated the status of slaves and free blacks, as well as the relations between masters and slaves. Although I'm not going to sit here and read each and every single code to you guys, you know, let's just put this in short. Let's just say that these slave owners were very, very strict about what their slaves can do. Pretty much treating them like children and treating them like trash while in the process of doing that. And let's fast forward even more to 1776. This is when the Declaration of Independence was written. And um, during that time of the drafting of the uh, Declaration of Independence... Thomas Jefferson attacked the practice of slavery in his draft, and it initiated the most intense debate 
among the delegates gathered at Philadelphia in the spring and early summer of 1776. Jefferson's passage on slavery was the most important section removed from the final document. It was replaced with an ambiguous passage about King George's incitement of domestic insurrections among us. Weird. Decades later, Jefferson blamed the removal of the passage on delegates from South Carolina and Georgia and northern delegates who represented merchants who were at the time actively involved in the transatlantic slave trade. This was nice to know that, you know, one of the founding fathers was against slavery. And as we continue to fast forward even more time into 1783, there was this book written called The Book of Negroes. And um, slave owners basically refer to African Americans or black slaves as Negroes, by the way. So I don't want that word to get taken out of context. This book was written, or otherwise known as a ledger, for African slaves. It was a list of African slaves who evacuated the United States at the end of the American Revolution. When this book was written, the American slave owners wanted to get their slaves back as they were desperate because they just were too lazy to do their own work. I mean... Heck, who wouldn't want to do their own work when you had slaves you owned and who just decided to run away, am I right? <laughs> no, not at all. Anyways, this book estimated around 3,500 free black loyalists, while there were also 1,500 approximated enslaved individuals who belonged to the slaveholding loyalists. I'm sure it is common knowledge by now that we all know how slavery went and, you know, how it was abolished. In 1865, it had to take a war to remove slavery entirely and to abolish it. Wow, tells you what people really thought about slavery back then. The war that ended slavery was the Civil War, which went on from 1861 to 1865. But before the time period of the Civil War, there was the abolitionist movement, which went from 1790 to 1860. The abolitionist movement was an organized effort to end the practice of slavery, a divisive political issue in the U.S. Some movements' most prominent leaders were black men and black women who had escaped from bondage. Abolitionists were sent to Congress, ran for political office, and produced anti-slavery literature. Some historians distinguish anti-slavery efforts as more of a moderate in gradual approach to abolitionism. And no, at this point, we all know how slavery ends. And there was this Reconstruction period, which didn't really last that long because of the Jim Crow laws. And thanks to that, that went on from 1877 to 1954, along with the bonus of racial segregation. Boo. We all know how those... how those Jim Crow laws ended with Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech about people coming together no matter what skin color they're on. At this point in time, I want to make a different transition and go in a different direction. Kinda. While I was recapping about the history of racism towards African Americans, I just wanted to talk about their culture and how it has evolved and changed over time. 
Well, I don't want to make any kind of weird assumptions about anyone's tradition or culture. I would just not like to do that because, you know, I'm white. So, we all know that music is very popular with everyone in all age groups. Music can be interpreted in many different ways. It can give people messages, inspire people to do things, etc. Music has had a huge impact on African American culture along with food, dancing, singing, and storytelling by family members. The African American culture in general has evolved a lot since the time of slavery. Speaking of slavery, let's go back in time to slavery again and just talk about that for a little bit. Slaves were able to play music and this, without the slave owners knowing, was an inspiration for rebellion and gave other slaves as well to stand up to their owners. We have seen how much of an impact African music makes in this day and age by the amount of influence that music has in general. Heck, back in 2022, we saw Lil Baby's music video, The Bigger Picture, which was based off the Black Lives Matter movement, which influenced lots of people. Not only influenced people from his race, but people outside of his race. And as African music snuck its way into Western culture, it has actually been around there for over 400 years. That's crazy. This kind of music has been very resilient and influential. And this kind of music can range in different genres, you know, similar to other music. Like rap, jazz, hip-hop, and many more. Music, from what I've heard, is a way to keep someone's identity alive and well. Music has helped the African-American community stay alive, and I am glad that they are able to express themselves through music. Well, while I have recapped everything about the history of racism towards African-Americans and how their culture has changed a little bit, one might wonder, is racism towards African-Americans over? No. Even till this day, we still see African-Americans getting discriminated against, bullied, and even killed because of their skin color. Take the Buffalo shooting that happened this past Saturday that I already mentioned in the beginning, for example. I don't want to come off as any kind of white savior when I say this, but we as people need to change. We need to work together to educate children and heck, even other people that the ideologies of anti-black groups like the KKK are not okay at all. And we need to show them the wrong way of thinking. We need to show them their wrongs. And we need to teach them that they are just as human as we are and show them the right path in life to look at somebody for who they are on the inside and not what they are. I mean, heck, look at us right now. We shouldn't start to regress to how we used to be. I mean, if that happened, God forbid, this just comes to show that all the struggles and efforts of African Americans from the past who fought for racial equality and freedom will go down the drain. I mean, heck, I can't really speak for my ancestors. I know they're pissed off and rolling in their graves right now. But we are the future, and we need to make a change. Mm -hmm.